Nerd Soul. Lay ill kid at one young still holding it down. Bring that street geek and nerd soul. What is up, my people? Star Wars, boy. I said Star Wars. I said Star Wars. Anyway, we're not by ourselves. All right. Then we have to get serious because we are joined by a gentleman of high esteem. I give to you, Jay Shear. What's up? I'm back. I'm back to talk Star Wars, and I do not have as cool of an intro as you or Solar. <laughs> but I'm here anyways. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So I'm going to go in and uh, start the episode off like this with the same question. Did you like this episode? I love this episode, man. This this episode, like, you know, you know, last week I was like pretty down on that episode. I did not like that episode. You didn't like that episode either. Nope. This episode recovered so, so much for so many reasons. I thought this was phenomenal. Yes. And and with that, I would like to add in a thank you to Mr. Ramsey, Mr. Peter Ramsey. Thank you, sir. Thank thank you for doing uh, what should have been done. Uh, we thank you for bringing in high drama, high stakes, uh, bringing in surprises and some decent action. I, I thank you, sir. Um, so uh, I want to start this off with um, giving a shout out to someone who i did not expect to give a shout out to in this episode which is who yang you know what i'm saying who yang look i i thought you was just a robot all right <laughs> just a just a regular old robot just out there you know droiding in those streets you know doing you know doing your little uh robotic calculations you know uh uh checking out hyperdrives and stuff and maybe fixing something a little maybe a little training but you held your ground against a hk droid sir you are the mvp right now you are the mvp i give it to you because if it wasn't for you man the team the team would have been lost i i thank you hu yang <laughs> he went straight up jedi protocol on that thing man he just yes. he just went to town that was crazy and he pulled out the extra arms too so i was like oh I snap <laughs> yo that, it was nice to see that because i was worried that you know he would have just been kind of like dismantled and that would have been it yeah but he handled himself extremely well extremely well so i look, i was happy to see that super happy to see that <laughs> yeah and, and even kind of sounded the alarm for him by setting the lights off yeah that's right that's right he had the he had the wherewithal to be like what is going to make ahsoka realize that something bad is going on and that was his that was his method good for him yeah, because, you know, uh, Sabine was like, oh, the droid messing up again. She's like, no, he wouldn't do that. <laughs> yeah. Sabine turned into uh, Mandalorian for a minute there. She was a little uh, anti-droid for a second. Yeah. A little, a little hateration from Sabine. but A little droidist. Yeah. Yeah. A little, a little droidist. But uh, <laughs> speaking of Sabine, I will give her a little bit of a little props, a little leeway. She did come through in the first action sequence that we get because we get we sort of get three action sequences, mm -hmm. sort of. It's kind of two, but sort of three. But in our first one, when they kind of attack the ship, Sabine, you know, she gets into action. She's shooting. She's hitting her mark. She's not missing and stuff like that. She's doing action rolls. And I dug it. I really like that action scene a lot. The only thing I didn't like about that action scene is and it might be me, but did it seem kind of slow to you? Mm, yeah, it was a little slow. Like it, it, 
it's almost as if um so okay so so you gave a shout out to peter ramsey i'm gonna double down on that shout out because this dude directed the hell out of this episode and one of the things that he was doing really really well was pacing it so he there was a lot of rising action in all the fights and i will agree with you that the first fight seemed it's almost as if the editing was a little bit disjointed um which made it feel a little bit slower than the other fights in terms of how they were how they were handling themselves there were some cool moves and stuff like the move where um sabine uses her grappling hook to pull the guard in and then ahsoka slices him while he's going past her like that was awesome yeah but you're right there was there was some moments where it felt a little bit slower there's also there's also um i know we get the line from morgan that's like you know our 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 basic level goons are not going to delay <laughs> them very long right so you got to yeah. send out so Balin then sends out his apprentices so i know that like we don't expect those guys to defeat sabine or ahsoka but it is kind of interesting to see the power dynamics um that's one thing that's a little bit confusing because i would have expected them to take those guys out even faster than they did almost yeah you know, like, um so it's it, that that's a little bit i, I realize you got to create a show where there's like drama and it's got to be interesting so I, i'm not mm-hmm. like holding that against them but i think you're right like that wasn't the fastest paced action sequence we got yeah because i was wondering if it was slow because like acting wise or choreography wise they didn't they didn't know how to have it down or if it was slow because we were supposed to be getting the idea that they haven't really fought together in a long time mm. so I didn't know exactly how to take that. Right, right. Um, yeah, you could be right. That could be what it was. It was kind of like, we haven't done this together in a long time, so we're not sure how to do this well. Yeah, I don't know exactly, like, you know, how to count on where you'll be or something like that. Yeah. But I do want to give a shout out to Sabine for her activity with Shin Hati. Yeah. She did not look. They came up and Shin Hati was like, she was like going somewhere, like like she all at <laughs> going somewhere. Like, oh, this is, it's always the apprentice that be thinking they sweet, but yeah. But Sabine, <laughs> Sabine did not back down. She did not have any fear. She went on and took out her lightsaber and she went to work as uh, as Soka fought uh, Maroc. So that was cool to see her find. We see like, all right, now this is round two. You know, this is your this is your second your, you know your second bout. So to see her step up, not be scared, I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah. Well, not only that, but last week I said I want to see Sabine fight as a Mandalorian, not just like fight as a Jedi, where she's not as she's not as skilled as a Jedi. Mm-hmm. And this episode gave us that because she was badass when she had those guns. I mean, that was so cool. Um, so we finally got to see her go full Mandalorian and fight like a Mandalorian would fight. Because mm-hmm. you gotta you gotta think like when she pulls out the saber, that's pure skill. She's not using the force really nope. much at all. And so for somebody like Shin, for her to be able to defend herself against somebody like Shin without knowing, without being able to use the force as much as Shin is able to use the force, that's remarkable skills for a Mandalorian. So yep. that part was uh that part was pretty cool to see. Especially when she was on her own, 
because yeah. like you know once uh once ahsoka took out morak which i'll talk about in a second she was like go ahead so to have that you know that confidence to say no you go do what you got to do i'll handle this you know that that shows a definite jump in her confidence and also her training that i guess probably went off on off screen but you know it definitely shows a difference in her position as far as confidence and her her look at you know shin hati as a villain like she's not afraid of her anymore not only is she, is she sure in herself but she's like you're not i'm not scared of you at all yeah yeah totally and that little that little uh the the wrist blasters or whatever nice move nice i mean yeah you know yeah. i mean of course i know writing wise we can't kill shin hati yet but that was a nice move that because i was like oh shin hati got caught out there she could have killed her but <laughs> you know it, of course you no know, she has to stay around for a while so it, you know that's understandable right, but right. with uh with Maroc, are you surprised about how he died um not so I don't know that because so here's my here's the here's the thing. I'm not sure that he's out of the picture because okay. okay, so we it's not like we just saw Ben Kenobi in A New Hope where he just falls and like becomes one with the Force. It's not like we see him fade off after getting stabbed like we've seen from some other folks. It's not like we saw him get burned on a pyre. Like whatever that essence was of Maroc's being, it seemed to be able to travel in the physical plane to a certain degree, which makes me wonder if it is some sort of force entity or perhaps even a force ghost who's possessing somebody who's like possessing the body of some other people. Yeah. And so I kind of feel like we might see the Maroc entity again in some other context. All right, cool. Because I was wondering the same thing. I was like, is this, is Maroc like a reanimated body of some sort? Yeah. Like I was, I was like, okay, so we saw kind of what looked to be some Night Sister magic. And I was like, I wonder if this is some kind of just random reanimated, you know, or like you said, like possessed, you know, corpse or, or another person that's just possessed. And using that body with their skills and then they're just kind of disposable similar yeah. to what i guess the emperor wanted to do with um uh man with uh dag i can't think of her name miss skywalker's body ray i know ray. people with ray <laughs> yeah i know uh skywalker i know people were mad about that look guys <laughs> let it let it slide she, she ain't got no parents well no actually no she does have parents she does she, she is a Palpatine, but That's I right. know Palpatine is not a great last name to have, you know, <laughs> not right now. People, I mean, people have short memories, but not that short, you know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like, I mean, anything is better than Palpatine. Yeah, Palpatine like, is you're going downhill at Palpatine. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, maybe it is something like that where it's a force ghost entity, which we haven't seen from the Sith side before, which would be a cool addition and a cool villain you know mm. a villain where you can't really get rid of them like okay go with me for a second mm. imagine a villain in the realm of the movie fallen with denzel and john goodman oh yeah yeah, yeah. that could be an interesting villain that could be a really cool villain 
<laughs> That'd be crazy. <laughs> but I don't know if, you know, they'd be able to handle that or if Star Wars fans would be able to kind of like accept that either. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But these Star Wars fans cool. out here, they're pretty particular. <laughs> yeah. It, they don't want anything to change. They kind of, they kind of want their original trilogy given back to them. So I, I, I won't, you know, try to add anything for them. But, but um, I think I think that is kind of cool if it is some kind of forced ghost possession or something like that um, from the Sith side because we don't really know what that could look like at this moment. So I think that could be cool. I agree. That'd be awesome. Um, but uh, I have a I have a question for you about Hera. Mm-hmm. Um, Hera is. Would would you consider her? I guess I don't know if I know I don't know if you say in trouble. Would you consider that? Would you say that she's in trouble now? Because you know the guy came. He was like, "Hey, you're supposed to be this mean." She's like, "Look, I'm going where I want to go, hmm. and I'm a general, so I do what I want." Like, <laughs> would you? I mean, does, is she like in trouble now, or is it like whatever? Because I mean, she took a whole squad with her. I mean, it's not. She didn't take a like a platoon but she did take a little squad with her so what, five ships something like that like five yeah four like, or five yeah, ships. The, her so ship i mean those are four, those yeah. are people that could be used somewhere else so i wonder how much trouble she could or couldn't get in but also i like the fact that she didn't wait forever to help her friends yes. you know like she didn't. She didn't just sit on her hand and say, "Well, you know, okay, I'm out for the rest of the season. Goodbye, guys. Well, too bad." <laughs> you know, she was like, "Hey, I gave them a chance to, you know, to, you know, let me go help. They're not doing anything, so I'm going on my own." And so I do like that. I don't think she'll be in trouble, and here's here's why I don't think she'll be in trouble. Because whenever somebody does that in Star Wars, like <laughs> it's the right choice. Like has everybody has anybody ever defied order? Okay, so maybe the only person. That defied orders that it wasn't the right choice you could argue was poe dameron right because there's a oh, whole deal yeah. but like generally speaking in star wars the person who's like i'm not doing what you say i should do like they it always generally if it's Jin urso or if it's you know uh uh andor cassian andor like like usually the people that that go against the grain are the people who see what's coming and so yeah. I think Hera just sees what's coming. Like it's going to be proven that Thrawn is coming back. We all know that. We've seen, like, yeah, we've we're, seen we're the trailer. All, so we, yeah, know. we've seen the trailer. Like we know what's happening. And so she's going to be right. And so people, if they're going to get on her case, she's going to be like, um, who was right here? And wouldn't it have been better to prevent Thrawn from coming back in the first place? Yeah. Um. So I don't think she's going to get in trouble personally. I think, I mean, she might. They they might try to get her in trouble, but she's going to have a pretty good argument on her hands about why she did what she did. Yeah, I, I feel you on that one because, you know, the the amount of experience that she has with the Empire wasn't even, it wasn't even like regarded in that meeting. They were just like, okay, you know, all right, well, you know, glad, thank you for telling us and goodbye. You know, it's like, uh, yo, like, I know what I'm talking about, but when she shows up and that they finally see that huge, like, you know, hyperdrive loop or whatever they i'm glad that they didn't seem scared at all because i would have been like whoa hold up what is this 
Because <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. even as it's kind of like coming up from the planet, it's like that thing is huge. Because I mean, we're used to seeing those those uh, hyper hyper speed or hyperspace uh, rings for like the little Jedi ships. Yes. But this is like the size of like I don't know, like a like a star, like a battle a battleship or something like this. It's huge. And Morgan did not. She did not care. She was like, uh, "Full speed ahead." <laughs> <laughs> I know, I know. So I, I wondered. I wondered gonna, about I that. I was going to kill them for a second. Well, that's what I was going. That's what I was wondering. I was wondering, like, with the whole speaking of speaking of Poe Dameron and going against uh, oh, yeah. Holdo. I was thinking to myself, like, okay, well, if Holdo can go through a ship, is it just because that? hyperdrive ship deal had a giant hole in it is that is that why they were I able to so. kind of get away from it yeah it seems like maybe that's what it is because it's uh, only the i guess it's only the part that is like i guess physical matter or whatever that like can hit them or hurt them or whatever right because it had like the wake turbulence or whatever it was that like yeah. hit them as it was so yeah i think you're i think you're right that's what i took away from it as well so um so yeah uh, and i want to I want to talk about uh, Poe Dameron for a second. You're right. I remember speaking to a couple of my friends, a couple of my friends that love Star Wars and are also in the military were like, that would have never flown. They were like, like, once he got all those people killed in the beginning of the movie, he would have been on ice. Like he, he might have been, he might have been in custody, but if not on custody, they would have definitely like essentially uh, like uh, remanded him to his quarters or whatever, and right. then when he tried the mutiny, they were like, "Nah, he would have been done." <laughs> yeah, they were like, "He, he would it would have been done. over for him." <laughs> yeah. They were like, "So you know, because I mean, they kind of, even though it's rebels, they sort of still play it like a military structure." And they were like, "That would have never flown." <laughs> yeah, not a chance. Like, not a chance. I mean, they were just like, "Oh, you know, Poe Dameron. Oh, it's just a, it's just a, you know." It's just a fiery guy. <laughs> what a rascal. Get, him, like, get him out of here. It's like, you know, he actually did. I mean, like, yeah, you guys took down a dreadnought, and that's a huge deal. But you guys lost a lot of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, a lot of people. And, like, no one's really... We didn't even get the scene of them kind of, like, mourning their deaths a little bit. They were just like, all right, we got to go. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, I guess, you know, for good reason, because they were being chased, but... I, like they they uh they definitely let him slide on that yeah like even when holdo and like leo were talking about it, they're like oh look oh damn he's just a, a, little, a little rap scallion <laughs> you know what that reminds me of you know you know when you're working at a place and there's like a sales guy and the sales guy just makes it rain all the time but he's a complete jerk and he like yeah like that's what it's like but here's the thing if that sales guy makes it rain but then causes you to lose hundreds of thousand dollars in revenue because of a sexual harassment lawsuit oh, like you've got to let the guy go right like and so that's probably what was going should have happened with Poe Dameron because that was the level that he was operating at yeah it's like you bring him in and you're like hey so um yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You gotta go. Yeah. About what you said the other day. That's it's like, but I'm bringing cool. money all the time. Yeah, but see, at the Christmas party, <laughs> you did this. You had that blue milk, and it, and it was too much for you, dude. And you said some yeah, things. Yeah, you couldn't you handle it. You know, you yeah. said some stuff, and they got you on tape, yeah. and yeah, <laughs> it's not a good look. <laughs> uh, so, 
I guess uh the big the biggest thing is of course Balin Skull and Ahsoka. You know, Balin the more I see him, the more I'm like I mean, of course, unfortunately we lost Ray Stevenson, but dag, he's such an interesting character. Cause he's not particularly bad. No. <laughs> He doesn't even really want to fight Ahsoka. Because yeah. like when she pulls out the blade, he's just like, how inevitable. Like he's, <laughs> it's, it's almost like it's yeah. like I didn't want to do this right. kind of thing. And man, I love him as a character. Yeah. Like, yeah. I, oh man, I really do love his character. Just, it, I don't really even know. I, it's because you can't put your finger on him. He's not like some evil, crazy Sith guy. And but you don't really know exactly what he wants either. Like we right. know it's power, like we've never dreamed or something like that. But we don't really know what he wants because he doesn't really want Ahsoka dead. And even after the fight with Ahsoka, when um uh Sabine is at his mercy and at Shin's mercy, like he says no i gave her my word get off of her you know yeah. like he, so he definitely has like this kind of like code of honor or respect but it's he's just a very enigmatic character and i'm so glad we got him in this show yeah and as he, he even has that like moment of vulnerability where morgan is like is that fear i sense and he's like experience and so he yeah. even has like there yeah this dude is amazing like he's the kind of villain that we've wanted in star wars for a long time and when you pair him with shin because shin seems like the person who's definitely ready to go dark side and he's kind of yeah. like preventing that from happening because he's like whoa 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 we're not like the other sith we don't do that kind of stuff we're not sith we there's a reason and a purpose for what we're doing and then others may not agree but if we got to do what we got to do there's we we're doing it and the way that that now this is a huge compliment to Filoni and to Ramsey as the director and as the mm -hmm. creative force behind this, but seeing the different lightsaber styles in action is so cool. And there's one shot. Yeah. This shot is amazing. This might be my favorite lightsaber battle in the history of Star Wars, by the way. But when he's fighting Ahsoka, there's one moment where he um, he moves forward with a uh, with a with a slash with his lightsaber, and then she comes up near his face, and he has to pull back. And I'm thinking to myself, like, dude, that stunt coordination right there was pretty phenomenal. Because they probably have like a dowel or something, right? Like a plastic dowel that's that's inserted yeah. into the end of their um, into the their lightsaber. But like she just goes right by his face with that slap with that slash from her and he pulls his head back right in time and i'm like wow this dude is sh he shows up he's got superior strength because whenever they get into a locked battle yeah. like he can just put and he uses the force to pull his strength in you can kind of tell what's going on there and then she's using a different lightsaber style where she's able to do a lot more acrobatic stuff and, and so he's she like didn't a Vader. go with the double blades at this time, which was interesting to me. Very interesting. Yeah, very interesting. I don't know why she chose she to do that. More of a, I guess what you would consider more of a samurai type stance. Yep. Yep. And I was exactly. like, this is interesting because we're so used to seeing her with more of a, hmm, more of a, I guess, 
what you would see like traditional ninjas with with like right. kind of like short swords two of them you know wielding two blades you you kind of see that a little bit more and now with the one blade it's like huh interesting and the, even the way she holds the hilt it's like very interesting like it's almost like a like a, a long katana or a long sword that she's wielding yes so yes. i i peeped that and i i was very very impressed with that with that whole fight yeah it was um, awesome i love also it. impressed with <laughs> when shin showed up and she assumed that she had killed sabine the way she slammed shin <laughs> <laughs> Yo, that was awesome. He slammed her hard against that rock boy. I'm, like I know this is Disney, but in real life, there would have been at least some blood. Like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, there's a concussion right there. Yeah, we all she know. We all her know hard. It's a concussion. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and that was a it was a cool response, and it was also cool to see Ahsoka use what you would clearly call like not a Jedi move, right? Like. A yeah. Jedi wouldn't do that because I mean, maybe if they were angry, but they're not supposed to be. They're not supposed to be doing that move. But for her, it was like you killed my friend. Like take this, you know. Yeah, uh, that was pretty dope. It was. It was definitely like a a lash out at her. Yes. yes. And then this because this fight has so much. It has sort of like this remorse. It has these two fighting styles. Balin Skull is. It seems like he's kind of reserving himself sometimes. Mm-hmm. Then you have the map, which Ahsoka grabs and it burns her. I didn't, I didn't think it was going to be hot. Yeah. Like, but I mean, I guess you do have that like green flame under it, but I just didn't think it was going to be like that hot. Um, and then also the, I guess the sort of the saddest part in this episode is seeing Sabine show up and then choosing to keep the map. Mm. that the moment of keeping the map really it really kind of it, it was a letdown for me i was like yes. come on yes like ah oh, man like you can't keep the map man yeah. you have yeah, to yeah. destroy it so i'm glad you brought this up because i read an article online they were mm -hmm. talking about how this was a similar decision as Indiana Jones made in Raiders of the Lost Ark when he's standing up on the cliff and he's got the bazooka and Rene Belloc and the Nazis are along the, they're in the valley and they have Marion with them. And Indy's like, I'm going to blow up the Ark, Rene, unless you give me Marion. And somebody compared it to that and I thought to myself, that's a pretty poor comparison. And it's a poor comparison because Indy in that moment, let's say he does use the bazooka and he blows up the Ark. Marion's dead anyways like like she's gonna die like there's no question so they were trying to point out like oh the only reason Indy chose not to blow up the Ark is because he wanted to see what was inside and I'm like actually he didn't really have that many good options so like that doesn't make a lot of sense and yeah. but the difference is here Sabine Sabine isn't just looking for Ezra and that's the choice she's making she has other choices. She could actually blow up the map and not allow them to bring Thrawn back. Like she can do that in that moment. Mm -hmm. So for you me, guys I felt always try to find Ezra another way. Exactly. Exactly. Especially because I think that Ahsoka has already sort of seen the map. Like she was she was all taking it in when she walked over to fight Balin. Mm -hmm. And so for me, I, I that's the only thing. So I was giving this um, episode. I really enjoyed this episode. It surprised me. I didn't expect it. 
Um, I was going to give this episode a 10 out of 10, except I took a quarter percent off. So I'm giving our quarter point off because of that choice. Cause that choice didn't feel, I, I totally agree with you. It did not feel justified. So I'm giving it a 9.75 because that was just too awkward. There should have been some other pressure on her to do that. Um, and I'm not sure what that would have been. Maybe it was, you know, Ahsoka hadn't died yet or something. Um, but for her to be like, oh, yeah, I, I, I have such a strong desire to see Ezra that I'll do anything. We yeah. we have not. Because if your like, desire was so that. strong to see Ezra, why haven't you been trying to find him into this point? Exactly. Like, exactly. Exactly. The, like exactly. your your desire can't be that strong. Also, stop playing it like like y'all were just brother and sister. We all watched since this is supposed to be essentially Rebel season five instead of Ahsoka because after last episode and even some of this episode, I'm like, so are we watching like Sabine like the show? But anyway, like it was clear that you guys liked each other romantically. Hmm. It 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 was made clear that he had a crush on you and that you were turn, coming around to him in like season two and three. Like, like, I don't know what this family stuff, why they're trying to push this family stuff so bad. Yeah. Maybe they're, maybe they're figuring that we forgot it, but then at the same time, they're banking on the fact that we have nostalgia about the show. So I don't, I don't get why they don't, why they want to push that. I, I don't get that. But anyway. Well, to, okay. So to that, to that point, I'm not far enough along in Rebels for them to feel like the family thing is like so strong that I don't know. I just doesn't, it doesn't fit. It doesn't fit for me in what my experience with Rebels is so far. Yeah. And I heard a couple people on Twitter complaining that like they wanted more of a romantic connection between Ezra and Sabine. And what's interesting about that is that that would actually make more sense than the family yes. thing. If it was like, no, there's actually a romance between them, then then that that actually, even as a person who hasn't seen all of Rebels, I could be like, oh, I, I can see that. I mean, it, it's a little maybe a little odd because of the age difference based on my experience with Rebels because I haven't seen Ezra fully grow up. But at the same time, Sabine's not in the show is not like totally mature. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. it seems like, oh yeah, that that seems like it would fly for me. So making it not romantic, I do agree with you. It, it doesn't quite work as well. And even there's some, you know what? Let's. I wanna. I wanna talk about Rebels the show for a second. Rebels, for some reason, when it comes to relationships, gets into this weird, ambiguous place where they're scared to show people liking one another or something. Hmm. Because all right before rebels comes we had the book um i think it was called a new dawn mm. uh there was a book called a new dawn uh from star wars and the book was a novel basically leading us into the tv show rebels nice and in that book it was very clear that hera and kanan were a thing they mm. were an item they mm. were together they were feeling each other boyfriend and girlfriend man and woman whatever you want to call it they were together really you know romantically mm -hmm. then when the show comes out it's like they never touch one another there was, there's like <laughs> one kiss like way at the end but then all of a sudden she has a baby by him it's like <laughs> what it, it, rebels was just very weird about that and i'm not saying i expect 
you know, I expect you to have, you know, like adult themes and situations, but just, you know, a, you know, a, a casual like I love you or I care about you. Or, I miss you so much. And, I, and I'm like a loving hug or something like or like something like that. You know, it was almost as if they forgot what they wrote. And yeah. then in Rebels, they show they have Ezra show up and he's clearly smitten with Sabine. Sabine's not feeling him because she's kind of more mature and everything. And I don't, they don't really say the age, so you don't really right. know. Right. But later on, you see that she starts to also like him as well. Mm. So, and when I say later on, I mean like maybe like season two or three. I think it's more season three when he's yeah. like going to the dark side and then coming back or whatever. But you can see that she has feelings for him too. But the feelings that she has is never like a brother-sister feeling. It's right. like a boyfriend-girlfriend feeling because none of them ever really, none of them are ever like, we're family. Like, I mean, right. Right. and I mean, they are, I mean, they are kind of like a, a found family of rebels that are on this ship together, but they're never like, I don't know. They're, they're never like, on like, uh, like <laughs> they're never like Fast and Furious where it's like, I got friends, I got family. It's like, it's, <laughs> it's never like that. So for them to keep pushing this narrative of them being like brother or sister or him being like family to her, I'm like, why are y'all trying to push this so much? Like we didn't know that he liked her and now trying to reel it back in or like from the novel where they very clearly liked one another and she had a baby with him. It's like, what? Uh, I, yes. I don't know, Especially man. It's because... like Star Wars doesn't know how to have uh, just a average, regular, everyday relationship. <laughs> like, yeah. It, yeah, exactly. like nobody's expecting them to do anything amazing. Just be like, "Hey, I love you. I love you too," or something like that. It's not that hard, you know. Yeah, yeah. You know, hold hands or hug each other. So it's not that hard to like write that. George I, Lucas. I George Lucas in the first movie was like, "I'm gonna have a love triangle, but one of them is gonna be the brother." And you're like, "What?" And it's then like, like, "Hold on, what?" <laughs> yeah, but but at least. He was like, oh, we're going to include some romance here and there. But it has been, for whatever reason, Star Wars has struggled to... It's almost like it's almost like the fans figure out that there could be romance before the actual filmmakers do. Because remember like with, um, with the whole Raylo situation, whether or not you like Raylo or don't like Raylo, like they're the ones that figured it out. And then the filmmakers were like, oh, actually... And I think... The filmmakers, of course, we talked about this all the time, like ad nauseum. But like, it felt like Ray and Finn were going to be a thing. Yeah, I was, was into that. Very clear, they were, yes. And you even have John Boyega in a couple of interviews talk about how his role was real back, and all of this stuff. Yes. And I'm sure there were at least some racial sensibilities in there, but. I don't know why or when because it's like you casted him so why like why not just if you didn't want that don't cast him I, I don't get it but I, I think here's what it is I think here's what it is because this I'm going from the fact that if you ever look at the Chinese box office film poster for uh for uh Force Awakens mm -hmm. Finn has like this little tiny picture so so I don't think it was so much a US market problem I think it was an international market problem where they went, oh, all of our data coming out of these other countries doesn't like this interracial relationship type deal. So we're not going to prioritize that. However, 
I'm not sure because if like J.J. Abrams had been the one that had did all three movies and they didn't bring Ryan Johnson in in the middle, I think J.J. Abrams would have been like, I don't care about that. I'm going to still make this happen. I think yeah, it was it's, it's, it was too it's awkward. It's very clear that he likes her and she's, you know, she's actually starting to like him. But now all of a sudden during this super platonic relationship, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. It, it doesn't it, make it's, sense. It's like, it's weird how they played it off the whole time. Like, oh, Ray, I want Ray. Where is she? It's like, you don't care that much about someone unless there is a romantic component. Or at Correct. least that you think there is and she's reciprocating. Like, is they run they, perfect example all right so there's two huge moments where they run to each other one in force awakens one in uh last jedi i mean uh not last jedi, uh one in um yeah one in last jedi and it's like it's clear when they ran to each other they were supposed to kiss it's very clear <laughs> yeah, yeah any other any other movie besides i don't know this sanitized version of star wars the the they would have ran to each other and kissed one another and just like held for for a moment like i'm so glad you're alive but in this one they just run together and hug it's like huh <laughs> like in in the force awakens when she's like you came back for me that's that's clearly a kissable moment oh yeah like, come on man come yeah, on yeah, i yeah. mean do i have to write this stuff for y'all come on like, well and the whole and the, the whole point of them withholding that it feels like it's going to come back in a later film. So like, so I, uh, I get yeah. if you say in the force awakens, you go, okay, we're not going to, we're not going to do it here because we're going to build up that tension between them. Just like, just like Han and Leia where Le where Han is flirting with Leia the whole time in a new hope. And she's the the whole time. She's like, yeah, whatever, get out of here. And you only know that that's going to get, they're going to get tighter with one another. And yep. so, so if you fast forward to these TV shows, it feels like the same thing. It feels like, it feels like there are characters who could fall into a romantic relationship. And if there isn't at least some tension between them, it comes off as not realistic, right? Like if you put enough people out there uh, in, in situations, romantic relationships are going to fall into place. But we've seen like Mandalorian with... Uh, Cara Dune, no romance. Mandalorian yeah. with Bo Katan, no romance. Mandalor, I mean, hell, put Mandalorian with um uh sheriff dude. <laughs> you know, like like any kind of romance. It doesn't matter if it's Yeah, because the Cara Dune, I could see where they like, okay, we want to keep them sort of as friends. We don't want to dive in. We want to hold it for Bo Katan. Yeah. But when Bo Katan comes, that moment when he's uh when he's like kind of like I'm staying here with you. I'm never leaving. Kind of like I'm, you know, loyal or whatever. After that whole scene, it's very clear. Like, it's romance time. Right. And then, like, at the end of the movie, or, I mean, at the end of the show or season where he's getting ready to leave, her grabbing his hand real quick and just looking at him and saying, stay. Boom. That solves it all. Yes. That solves it all. Yes. Yeah, well, they also had the even romance. if he leaves her, just looking back and saying like "I'll never leave" or something like that, or "I'm always here," like so, like something. Yes. Like, and then we're like, okay, at least we know. At least we're not sitting here feeling like we're stupid, yeah. or or like <laughs> you're stupid because like, we're, yeah. like even even the Raylo thing. The Raylo thing was ham-fisted because they fumbled the bag on Finn and, and Ray. Correct. 
So they were like, uh, okay, we have one movie left. I guess we'll just make this happen. (laughs) Right, exactly. Exactly. Like, uh, it's very clear that this was supposed to be Finn and Ray. Like, what what are y'all doing? And then you have one movie for him to then turn and be good, and then and then the nice Ren were whack, and it is even even the <laughs> even in, if you go back to Mando, even that one lady who lived on the planet where they were like the locals were sort of just uh, um, they were dealing with the the ATAT uh, or sorry the ATST that was off like that was off that was like terrorizing them, and they yeah. had like. I don't know. They were like they're just the local native people or whatever. Yeah, they were like, like that, a, even like a that lady seemed like that. she could be have a romantic connect. Yeah, exactly. Even there was a lady there that there could have been a romantic connection to, and it feels like it feels like Disney is like removing romance, which is bizarre because George Lucas has romance in like maybe with the exception of th thx one one seven one one what is it one one seven. Seven. Whatever <laughs> I don't remember. Whatever. Oh, no, no, no. Eleven thirty-eight. Right. THX eleven thirty-eight. With the maybe with the exception of that film, because I haven't I haven't seen that film in a long time, if ever. But like American Graffiti has romance. The Star Wars, George Lucas Star Wars, all of them have romance. Um, yeah. All of the Indiana Jones films have romance. Like George Lucas was a guy who put a lot of romance, and then you get the you always get the John Williams themes associated with those. And, yeah, and the romance made sense too. It's like correct. okay, this makes sense. Yes, exactly. Exactly. Is it's if two people are spending a lot of time together and there is a romantic spark there, like that makes sense, especially when they go through tough times together. There's a mutual respect and admiration which can turn mm-hmm. into love. But yeah, we're, when you get to these other um Disney shows, you just really don't see much of that. Like Andor has like it's like off to the side, you know, like it's not front and center. It's like, oh yeah, these two are in a relationship, and you're like, oh okay, I guess it's that's like, cool. oh man, they could really be together. They could be great. Oh yeah, well let's just break the woman's mind and have her go crazy, and then it's like, what? It doesn't <laughs> yeah, make yeah. any sense. Totally, he comes, totally. He, he comes back for his woman, or when he comes back to his woman, she's like ready to like fight side by side with him, and like, ah. Like, and of all the are, people like, to do it, Filoni would be this great. Stuff so hard, man. Yeah, Filoni could totally pull this off, like. I don't know. I don't know why he doesn't. Because he has all, like you said, they have it in the book. They have it in the series. It, but it's yeah. never on screen. It's always somewhere in the background. It's always, it's always like, it's like they're a scared distant to show thing. like yeah. two people actually like I don't know just regularly caring for one another. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's, it's like weird. no one's asking for like an adult <laughs> film. Yeah. <laughs> just like hey, these two people like each other. Maybe they'll hug every now and then. Maybe exactly. they'll hold hands. Maybe exactly. they'll look longingly into each other's eyes. Like just you know, regular stuff. Yeah, exactly. That's <laughs> oh, weird, man. man. It's weird. But, I don't get it. But I will. I will digress from that point. <laughs> 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 I think. I think this episode shines in a way where this series was needed. Yes. I mean, where this series needed it, uh, because this episode. I mean, this show for me was drowning yes the first two the first two episodes as kind of like the lead off were okay yes they gave me something to like look like okay let's see what else you got but then that third episode was just extremely weak for me yes agree and now we have we have but like i said this is we needed to bring the villains back in yep and i mean we we already talked about it in the last episode if you would have had, even if Morgan 
like had I don't know like hailed her, and I know that's Star Trek, but you know what I mean. Just called yeah. her over the over the phone when she was coming up to in episode three when she was coming up to the uh, to the um, the hyperdrive or whatever. Like, oh Ahsoka, <laughs> you still trying to catch me? Like something, something where the villains get to do something yes. with the antagonist. You know, like let the heroes and villains actually interact have her you know have her gloat a little bit or have her have her do something you know you know send like you know like maybe like uh like oh i you know you you shut down my factory but you're a little too late and it's like what do you mean you're a little too late oh well we also did this yeah. you know like so, something where they actually interact they they make each other upset they do because episode three was who that was yeah rough. It was rough. It was really rough. But this one is promising. We got what? Four left, three left. Carol. Four left. Four left. Five, six, seven, eight. So we got four episodes left. If they can be this good or better, then I'm I'm willing to be like, you know what? This show came through. Yeah. Um, I'm hoping that things pick up because at the end of this episode, we finally see Mr. Skywalker. <laughs> That's right, Mr. Skywalker. You know him. You love him, Anakin. Like, it, and we also see the uh, the the MacGuffin of the world, the world between worlds. <laughs> I'm thinking we gonna see Ahsoka wash, washed up on a rock or something like that. Man, ah. <laughs> Thank God for the world between worlds, boy. It comes through when you need it. Because it is weird. It is weird too. It seems Go like ahead. it was there just because they needed it to be. Not because we didn't get any indication that she had been there before. That I mean, not that she had been there before, but that she was, you know, able to go there or anything like that. We didn't even see the like the owl bird or whatever that's around when she usually like at least show us something to be like, oh, okay. It's just like, oh, well, this is that's where she's gonna be. Why? Oh, because we don't want her to die. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it? it's, it's we interesting to see, to see. We got to see Hayden, so you know, or to see I guess him. fake Hayden. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. De-aged Hayden. I mean, <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing that's that's a little odd about it too is. I don't know anything about the world between worlds because I that's in is it what 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 is that in is that in rebels yeah that's in rebels in I believe the final season okay because I'm I think I'm almost done with season two maybe I've worked my way into season three a little bit um and I don't know anything about it so but what I find interesting is he said you're here sooner than I thought you would be and and yet he looks like young Anakin and I'm like wait a minute this dude grew old and then Anna, yeah Anakin like was replaced like obviously the 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 first actor who played ghost uh force ghost Anakin was removed and they put in Hayden Christensen later on but like why does Ben Kenobi look old after he died when he was old but Anakin looks young after he died when he was old so, like <laughs> Anakin the got the good benefit I don't know. The only thing I can guess is that they wanted to show or or the Force Ghost is showing when I don't know when Anakin was still good, but like you said, we saw the Force Ghost as the old man already. Yeah. So I 
the only thing I can guess is because they're like, hey, that actor is gone, so we want to use the actor that's alive. Maybe I don't know. Or, yeah. or I we mean, can sell more. We can sell more Anakin figures if we use the guy that's alive. <laughs> yeah, that's the only thing I can think. But this is all right. I think the world between worlds is a cool concept. But I also think that if you keep using this thing, you're gonna make people ask questions that you guys cannot answer. Because mm. I've already seen Filoni talk about the world between worlds before, and it didn't sound too great. Right. He was like, right. "It's not time travel. It's more. It's like, mm, yeah, y'all, y'all about to get look. Once you start messing with time travel, or once you start messing with dimensions and stuff, it's about to get convoluted. All right, <laughs> yeah, it's, about, yeah, yeah. it's about to get real weird. And I, I don't, I don't think you guys want to go there. Yeah, especially exactly. with Star Wars, y'all already don't really know how to handle your canon, so." Because now the question is, are we looking at a Force ghost or are we looking at regular Anakin? Right. Because if we're looking at regular Anakin, then the question is going to be, why in the world are we seeing regular Anakin when we have no indication that he has ever been in the world between worlds? Right. Not from the comics, not from anything. So I'm hoping that this is a force ghost um, that's there to kind of like, you know, give some, you know, get some knowledge when need be, you yes. know, like, you know, kind of like Yoda comes through, you know, last Jedi when Yoda comes and he's like, Hey, stupid train the girl. Like, was, <laughs> right. I mean, it's basically like, it was like, yo, what are you doing? Like you sitting here complaining about the Jedi and yeah, you know, some Jedi did good. Some Jedi didn't, you know, as, as a whole, we, we completely missed the thing and, and we messed up. But this is a brand new person that yeah. needs your guidance. Like, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. And which is basically what we as fans were saying. Like, it would be nice to. Uh, I'm not going to get to go on the gr- grumpy old man thing again. Like, <laughs> it, I don't know what it is. It's like, hey, you know, um, you know what I think is great. Let's just let's just take a character and you know let's just. You know, throw everything out the window. And I'm like, I don't mind throwing everything out the window if you have a plan, but you right. did it. <laughs> so let me insert something where you had no idea anyway. In Force Awakens, Luke should have showed up then. Yeah. When when Kylo said that that lightsaber is mine, and he yelled it out, that's mine. When they're both reaching for it, when him and um uh what should we call it uh i guess finn or whatever are reaching for it or him and uh sorry ray are reaching for it and it flies uh or when kylo's reaching for it and it flies past him if luke caught it and said no this is mine the whole theater would have went crazy yeah the whole theater that's what i'm talking about that's how like bruh like why do i have to write this for you i mean like come on i I, like y'all are making the money (laughs) <laughs> like y'all are making the money and i'm they i just want to i want everybody to remember that they bought this property or they well they bought lucasfilm as a whole but mostly focus on star wars for four billion dollars this is you can't count to <laughs> one billion probably in your life like if, if you if you were born and the second you were born you're like one two three four five six seven eight you still can't count to one billion okay they spent four billion dollars 
and they had no idea what they wanted to do with these movies yeah no idea no idea that's a problem that is wild that is really if you, wild. if you put that in any other context at any other job they'd be like what are you no you're fired they'd be like <laughs> like hey guys like if, say you work at um i don't know say you work at uh at kroger you're at the you're the ceo of kroger right and, and they're like hey uh or i guess if you're on the west coast you might not know kroger but kroger is basically uh just so you know Kroger is basically like Albertsons or you know Pavilions or something like that. Ralphs so, or something, yeah. Yeah, Ralphs. Well, actually, Kroger's Kroger owns Ralphs. Oh, so, there yeah. you go. So yeah. like, so you're like, all right, hey guys, I want to spend four billion dollars, and they're like, for what? Well, I don't know yet, but <laughs> I gotta. I, I think if we spend four billion dollars, we can make a lot of money. It's like, well, what are you buying? Oh, I'm buying this store. Okay, well, what, what's your idea? What's the store going to do? Ah, well, I don't know. I mean. Yeah, uh, we'll figure it out. Like, bruh, four billion dollars—they would not let you spend that. You know what else is weird about it? Spend that. You know what else is weird about it? Is it like they seem to actively like? I get, I get. Look, I, I'm a writer. I don't like fan service if it's overdone. But you can print money right now because. There is a whole bunch of people who loved the Knights of the Old Republic video games. A bunch of people mm-hmm. bought that video game. It's a well-performing video games having been sold, right? And we've seen now game adaptations that have done incredibly well. The Last of Us being one of the the, the most recent ones. Mm-hmm. I don't understand how you don't look at all of the novels, all of the comics, all of the uh, video games and go, we're going to make an X-Wing video game film. We're going to make a Knights of the Old Republic film. We're going to make a Republic Commando film. Like, you basically are printing money with that. People already love that stuff. Like, why would you not do it? Like, it seems like they're actively avoiding some of the things that have made the company millions of dollars that could turn into billions of dollars and they're like nah we're gonna do something else instead it's like it's so yeah. weird to me i don't yeah, understand that, that that uh the x-wing patty jenkins film that's yeah that's, yeah where's where's that at i got yeah. don't hold your breath yeah <laughs> you're not holding and like there's no way that we don't have a a knights of the old republic movie or knights of the old republic street uh series yep now they they have done well with the Bad Batch show, mm. but mm. why isn't there like a like a I don't know Rogue Squadron you know yeah. movie or show exactly. or something like that? Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess that was supposed to be Patty Jenkins thing, but you know, who knows? But you know what? We've been we we've given we've given Star Wars their praise today, so I'm gonna throw it over to you, uh, Mr. J. Final thoughts. Where can they find you? Final thoughts. Um, I love this episode. Like I said, it was almost a 10 out of 10 for me with the exception of uh, Sabine's decision making. But like lightsaber battles, phenomenal. Uh, The incorporation of Sabine as an actual Mandalorian fighter, phenomenal. Um, Mm -hmm. I loved the use of I love the use of um, the technology of filmmaking in this episode. So there was no time where I felt the volume was poorly used. I thought the volume like felt really like when they're in the forest, it feels like they're in the forest when they're Mm -hmm. out, out on the, on the rocks, it feels like they're on a cliff. 
they don't always get that right, but they got it right for this episode for sure. Phenomenal. Um, also, I love the production design. So when the hyperdrive that's going to take them to the other galaxy, that thing is gorgeous. And then the controls that the that the droid is at that he, where he's trying to do the navigation computer, that stuff is awesome. It's a mix of like the the um, it's a mix of like the Jedi Order era, the prequel era, and a little bit of the sensibilities of the of the uh, original trilogy era. And I just thought that they did a great job across the board there. I thought the performances were great. I thought that Ahsoka, one of the things, I, a couple of things I noticed. One, um, the sound design for when Ahsoka turns on her blade versus when Balin turns on his blade. Phenomenal sound design between the differences between the two. Mm-hmm. Um, I also love the fact that Rosario Dawson, because um, one of the things that we've talked about, we talked about with Solar last week, is that ahsoka has a slight feels like she has a slightly different personality she seems more mature and stoic than she did when she was younger but i noticed that when she was fighting balin she was using a lot of grimaces and like showing her teeth a lot and i thought oh that's like straight up from the cartoon like she does that same face so good on rosario dawson for like carrying through some of the elements of that character even though she's changed in her arc wise she still has some of she's still maintaining some of the core of what that character would do um so yeah i was i was really impressed this is i was sitting there watching the first time i watched with my wife i kind of expected to be disappointed if i'm being honest because i did not like episode three at all yeah um but i even got like i asked last week when we talked with solar i said i want to see sabine stand up and fight as a mandalorian we got that I said, I want to see, uh, get a little bit more information about what is going on with the bad guys and why they're doing what they're doing. We haven't fully gotten that, but we did get a little bit more built out of what the ph- the philosophical approach that Balin is taking to bringing Thrawn back and why he's doing it. We don't know the, the you know, we, he didn't tell us, like, I'm doing it because, which would have been maybe a little bit cheesy, but he, they gave us some more insights into his character and being like, no, I'm a man of my word. Like, you're not going to, I'm not going to let you do that. Like, he's, in his mind, he's building towards something good, not towards something evil, and that's interesting, and we know that now through this episode. So mm-hmm. a lot of the things that I was asking for, I got, which I thought was really good. And I had a lot of fun with this episode, so I'm hoping that... Now, Disney doesn't have a great track record with keeping the episodes on the same level of greatness, so we'll see where this oh, goes. Um, but I'm really hoping that it will get you know better and better throughout the end of this end of this season. Um, you can find me, uh, How Stories Work, with Jay Shear. Uh, I'm in the process of doing a... I'm turning a table read that we did into a, a little film, a short film. Uh, and then I'm going to be um, actually filming the actual film of that later on this year. So if you want to go check out How Stories Work with Jay Shear, you can check out some of that stuff over on that channel. And then on the Orange Grove 55 channel, I put the Story Geeks podcast over there. Um, I'm sure we're going to get uh, Mike on one of those upcoming shows if he can make it. Talk more Ahsoka over there. Yeah. Um, but that is uh, usually happening over the weekend. We usually record those. Friday or Saturday, so you'll see those come out like Saturday, Sunday, generally speaking. So keep your eyes out. We're doing an Ahsoka series over there. And uh, that's pretty much all there is. You can find me on Twitter too, at Jay Shear. I'm, I'm over there just 
saying nonsensical stuff all the time. So it's not any nonsense. One of those it's, it's some good stuff he's saying. <laughs> I try. I yeah, try. It's, it's definitely it's not a... nonsense. <laughs> uh, it's fun, anyways. It's fun, anyways. But yeah, thanks for having me on. This is. Uh, I always look forward to talking to you about Star Wars. So this is yeah, been man, super Star, fun. Star Wars is awesome. I mean, even though you know we we have our critiques, but I mean, Star Wars is awesome. But I'll I'll say for me, final thoughts is. I am really intrigued by Balin Skull. I'm just his code, and I love people that you can't really put your finger on because the way he's acting now, it makes me wonder if if he's even gonna fully go through with the whole Thrawn thing. Mm. Like, it's I don't know where to put I don't know where to put him, but I, that's good as a character, you know. What I'm saying like as far as the way he acts how he is he didn't even really want to fight he was sad to see you know the jedis you know die and stuff like that so that that's cool um and then morgan i like that morgan is sort of setting herself up most likely to take a fall um because she's way too like even the way she talks to balin and stuff like like she she's feeling herself too much (laughs) <laughs> so, yeah. so I think I think you know I, I think she's probably going to fall very hard when Thrawn comes back because I don't maybe maybe not but I feel like Thrawn might not be too like excited to see her I mean he might be like hey thanks for bringing me back but that's it right like, right you know he she might be expecting something from Thrawn that she won't get um I am worried for Sabine because I'm wondering if Sabine may have signed her ticket on this one because her wanting to see Ezra or the possibility to see him so bad might actually might actually get her killed or you know disfigured you know she might lose her arm this is Star Wars so she might lose her arm or something like that but, or lead to the dark side like yeah. she could she could she could actually this would be really interesting actually she could use her she could finally figure out how to use the force by being angry and then be like oh this is how i use the force and she could go full and it could become kind of like a drug tour yeah exactly you know what i'd i'd definitely be into that and then seeing how that plays whenever ahsoka comes back or something like that yeah so yeah i'm i'm all in now i'm much more excited than what than i was i hope they keep it here when it comes to star wars they definitely need to keep rick famuyiwa uh you guys later yes uh what should we call it um and peter ramsey and deborah chow and like full rotation like that like that's it oh and bryce dallas howard has had some good episodes too so i don't know why I don't know what's wrong with them over there, man. They're just making, <laughs> just, just losing it all. But anyway, <laughs> with that said, NERD, SOUL, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, podcast, all that jazz. Until the next time where you have to decide whether it's a map or your master, or until the next time you have to decide whether or not to get out of the way of a hyperdrive system that's coming straight at you, or until the next time that you have to defend yourself against an HK droid. This is from us to you saying peace. Bye.